You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. We're going to uh, dive into how to interview. Last week, or the first episode, I just kind of introed it. This will be the first week for free. And then it'll be upper tier members only uh, starting next week on Monday. So I'm going to start doing the coaches clinics Monday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. And um, they'll be live for my upper tier members. So become a member if you're a coach. And like I said, this will be nothing left on the table, man. This will be raw and uncut. And there'll be some hidden gems in here. And like I said, this is things that you will not get at a fucking Glazer clinic or at a Nike clinic or at the AFCA for that matter. All right. Even though I advise you to go to all those things, uh, you can never get enough. These things right here will be things that those coaches do not want to share with you, don't want to tell you, or just don't have the time to sit down and have that intimate conversation with the young coaches, which is a shame. I would take time to do that if I was at this big-time four-year level. I would invite every high school coach in, every junior college coach in, and every other college coach in once a year, and we would do a huge in-service for free because professional development is uh, lacking. Let me just tell you. It's all ego now. It's all about whose dick's bigger, how they want to out-scheme you, out-coach you. I'm better than him. When this thing is truly a very, very small fraternity, and it's as cold as the dope game, like I tell you people. And if you don't understand that, um, and that we're not all on the same page, it's crazy. Um, it's really a shame. Uh, this profession is really cutthroat. And obviously, um, you know, if you're not in it for the kids, you're in it for the wrong reason. And unfortunately, we have a lot of coaches in it for the wrong reason. But that being said, um, this Thursday, October 1st, coaching one-on-one, uh, football one-on-one, with uh, Coach JB, and like I said, every every I'll be doing three a week, man. They're going to be some real, real uh, nuggets for you. So today's title is going to be how to interview. Even though it's not just all how to interview, I'll go over a few different things. Um, but I'll get into some things that I think you really need to know. And you should uh, you should cherish, man, to be honest. Um, these things are, are uh, hidden gems. So... Um, Shut my damn dogs up, and let's get to it. So, hey, I appreciate all you guys coming on. And like I said, uh, we'll get to uh, this uh, this clinic uh, right when I do this intro. You know how the intro go. And, uh, oh, uh, long. Hey, you are now tuned in to the real Coach J.B. Slap it. Just so you know. All right, so look, how to interview, man. People get this thing confused. Um a lot of people won't tell you how to interview either, which is sad because they don't want to, they think that every job's their job only. And it's crazy. So every day is an interview, number one. Make sure you guys are clear. Every single day is an interview. Somebody's always watching you, just like we're always watching the kids. Eye in the sky don't lie when we're watching our football practices, our plays, our games. Somebody's watching you, whether you know it or not. So you need to conduct yourself in that regard. In that manner. Every day is an interview. So, so first of all, you got to ask yourself, do you dress like it? Um, do you sound like it? And do you 
fake it till you make it? That's the question. Because this is a game. I just want to make sure you guys understand. This profession is a game. Can you play the game? That's the number one thing. So I, hopefully you can play the game. Um, are you prepared is number one. Talking about interviewing, okay? Everybody's interviews. Just so we're clear, interviewing is priceless. I don't give a shit if you take the worst interview in the world at the worst school in the world. Take the interview. Don't big time somebody and tell somebody, oh, I, don't, I ain't interviewing there. That's the ignorance in you guys and in and, and us guys, to be honest, and us as coaches. We're so egotistical and blindsided by the fact that we think all interviews are going to be the same. They're all going to be behavioral type questions. No, they're not. They're all different. And I'm going to get into interviews and everything like that, but I'm just telling you, are you prepared? Have you created like a binded resume, what I call an executive um, portfolio, you know, there's no more resumes no more. They're called executive summaries. That's what they really are now. And they have so much included in them. They're not just one page sheets of paper anymore because your resume now has years and years and years of uh, reputation to uphold on that piece of paper. You can't fit it in one piece of paper. So now it's called an executive summary. That's what I call my resume. That's what I call... Uh, that's what they are at the four-year level. That's what they are at the NFL level. I know for a fact. So make sure you understand uh, executive summaries are what you should be looking up and start to re reconstruct your resume in that regard. Okay. Um, when you interview, this is these are things, man, that no one taught me. I just turned over rocks and figured it out because I wanted to be different. Different is hard. Easy is average, um, just so we're clear. You can go in there, put a suit and tie on, you walk in, you have a resume, you throw it on the table. It's just a binded white resume with a clear coat paper sheet over it. Hopefully, you've, uh, you've done that much. And you sit there empty-handed with your legs crossed, and you sit there and answer questions that you think are just going to be behavioral-type questions. They're going to be shot out at you by 10 committee members who are going to round-robin you and go around the table, and you think you've done a great job, and you leave and don't get the job or expect to get it and don't get it, or what have you. Why didn't you get the job? Did you do all the necessary things to be different? That's the difference. Cats want to see different. Presidents, principals, ADs, they want you to be different. Everybody comes in there and does the shit I just said. Go stand out. When they when you leave, let them make sure they're sitting there like, damn, at least I remember that dude. And you got to do things to make people remember. Number one, have you created a binded resume? Color-coded, clear, binded. I mean binded. You go to Staples and get it binded, not just some stapled piece of paper. Go get it binded with your face on the front or in a suit or something in, you know, your resume or your executive summary, what you're going to call it. Um, and just so you know, every resume and every single presentation that I've done for interviews, because that's what they are, their presentations, have been in the, that particular school that I'm interviewing at Colors. A little thing like that is a subconscious eye catch. The people see it. They see their colors on everything, and they're like, oh, those are our colors, ironically. I've even gone as far as bringing jerseys to an interview that I had made 
in that school's name and logo and mascot and color and said, these are the uniforms that I can bring to this place. But now you got to be in the game long enough to know people that do those things, but at the same time, understand that um, got to be different, man. Um, so have you created everything with the school's colors, the logos of that school, the alma mater, the fight song, you know, naming the hiring people, the AD, the principal, the president. Do you have enough printed? You know, you don't know how many are going to be on the committee. Maybe you ask the AD or whoever's signed up the interview process. You say, hey, uh, sir, ma'am, how many people will be on the committee? And they, they kind of look at, they ask, they answer that question. They say, well, why does that matter? And then you say, you know, I just, I like to do things a little different and I just wanted to be pre uh, prepared. And I wanted to have enough documentation for them. That's one way around it. So you want to know how many committee members are on the interview panel. Um, and then make sure you print enough of them. And don't half-ass it. Go get color. You're going to spend some money, man. But it's a, it's, it's, does the reward outweigh the risk, in your opinion? If it doesn't, then why are you interviewing for the job in the fucking first place? So color copies. Go above and beyond. I mean, this is your fucking name on this shit now. This ain't, you know... Someone else, this is your name. You're interviewing at this place. Um, what do you want your name to be in the streets? Shit or sugar? So you got to look at those things. Go above and beyond, man. Um, if you ain't ready for this job, this particular job, you could be ready for other jobs. And just remember, guys talk. People talk. And they're gonna they're gonna maybe recommend you to another job because you interviewed well at this job. So make sure you understand, because um, other jobs that you interview for will call this particular job and ask how you did for them. So present yourself like a champion, man. I'm just gonna tell you like that. And I'm saying it go it talks about your stance when you walk in the room. Shoulders broad, back, head up. Show you know everything, man. It's a it, this is a game. And if I have to tell you to wear a suit and tie, um, then you're already in the wrong profession. Because like I just said, every day is an interview and somebody's always watching. It's actually blowing my mind. Even on a fucking Zoom call, if I interview you and you're not in a suit and tie, I'm not taking you very serious, number one. Number two, the conversation won't last very long. And number three, if you don't understand that you need to put, put your best foot forward, and present yourself in the most professional manner because you want this gig for one reason, and that's to help kids get where they could not get themselves. And if that's not what you want, it it, it shows in your interview, and it shows on your in your dress attire, number one, and it shows how you talk, number two, and someone like me will see right through it. Now, other guys, you might be able to fake it, but you're only faking yourself, and... At the end of the day, you're just going to fuck kids. You're not going to help them. So by you presenting yourself in a, the best possible manner shows me that you want to help kids because you want that job so bad to help those kids that you're going to go above and beyond in this interview process. So present yourself like a champion. There are going to be behavioral-based questions, okay? There are going to be behavior-based questions, and that's that's the easy way out to me in these interview committees, okay? Um, and I think 
that happens quite a bit. And I think that it's, uh, you know, it happens a lot. And you're going to get these questions like, tell me about yourself. You know, the shit that you hear, uh, cliche question. Why should I hire you? Why, why did you apply here? Um, you know, who are you? Like questions like that. They're going to ask those. Um, what is your leadership philosophy, your leadership style? Uh, you know, how did you prepare for this interview? First of all, that question should not have to be asked. And if it is, you tell them to refer to the executive summary and the presentation that you've created to give them because that shows you what you did to prepare. And then they're going to ask you, why you? Why are you for this job? Uh, why are you different, etc.? Those questions will be asked. And if you can't answer those on a fly, on a humbug, then you shouldn't be coaching anyway, right? Those questions are, are basically behavioral questions about yourself. And if you can't answer those, then what are you doing? So have notes written. People don't talk about this. And I don't mean taking notes. Let me explain. Before you take that job interview, when you ask how many members are on the committee, not, all that, not only is that for the presentation handouts that you're going to create and make, so every single person has one while you're talking and people aren't sharing and people aren't having to sh see it later. You want everybody to see your shit right now and at the same time so everybody gets the full effect. Because if, not, if, if one person's not sold on that committee because they don't have the fucking sheet in front of them and have to see it later, do you think they're high, your high priority for them to take out of their lunch break in interviewing 10 other dudes to have to go back and read your fucking paper? No, they're not going to do it. Be prepared, man. A prepared mind beats a guessing mind at any, any time. So something I used to do, a lot of people don't do. Nobody taught me this. I think I started doing it probably in 2004. I, not only did I have the presentation ready for those people, if I didn't know their names, which you probably won't have all their names, but during the interview process, get all their names, all right? Get their names and you write them down as you go around the committee. That is for one reason. You've printed out 10 cards. Go to Staples, get you some nice, nice cards, some wedding invitation type cards with some envelopes that match. You handwrite, handwrite, a personalized note 10 times saying, thank you for taking the time to interview me. I appreciate the time that you've put forth for seeing me. Interviews are priceless, so I appreciate them. You go and do those things. And at the end of this deal, when you have their name, you go outside and you write their name on the envelope. You lick it and seal it and you put it in the envelope on that campus and tomorrow, they will get that handwritten note and say, shit, this is different. This is just a little nugget I give, man, because these are things that I've done and I do all the time. Because like I said, res interviews are priceless, and I believe you need to sh be different. And man, if you're not all in, then you're all out. And that's just how it is, in my opinion. So have some handwritten, personalized notes for the committee members so they get them tomorrow. Some will be teachers. Some will be counselors. Some will be the team doctor, the trainer. Who knows what they'll be? They could be a security guard on campus that has a thumb on the kids and knows the heartbeat of the landscape of the kids. All those people matter. Have a handwritten note for them. 
put their name on the envelope. It's personalized. It's individualized. Now it means something to each one of those committee members. Show them that you're serious, man. Um, you want to help kids. That's why you're fucking going all out on this interview. Not because you want the job to make money. That's not what it's about. You'll never get a job. and You might get a job, but it ain't going to last very long because you're in it for the wrong reason. Um, so write a thank you note appreciating them for interviewing them. Priceless. Uh, you know, interviews are priceless, man. Good, bad, or indifferent. Interviews are priceless. So make sure that you understand you can never have enough of them. All right? You'll never have enough interviews. Um, separate yourself from everyone else. Most interviews are token. Let me, under, let me make sure you clear. Most interviews are token, okay? What does that mean, Coach Brown? What it means is most committees and ADs and presidents and principals already have their guy before you are even invited to interview. They bring in 10 people. They've already have their eye on one guy. They're, they're not only allowing the committee to go through the process to learn how to interview candidates, but they're going through the process to make sure if this guy don't accept the job, there are other guys in it. And so hopefully you can stand out if the guy they wanted don't want the job. Understand, nine out of ten jobs are already done data. They already know who they want. You're a token interview. But listen, don't look at it like a bad thing. Take it and run with it. If you don't take the bulls by the horn, man, and fucking take it for what it is, and it's like the Rooney Rule, right? If I had a Rooney Rule interview and I knew it was bullshit interview, I'm still putting my best foot forward because those owners, those presidents, those ADs will remember you. They get other jobs. They move around. They talk to other people in this high tight fraternity. Every day is an interview. Present yourself as so. All right? And be better than them, man. Be professional. Um, separate yourself, man. Like I said, you know, you are just fulfilling obligations for committees. So why not, e, uh, A, shock them, right? Say, screw this. I'm going to still get this job. You're going to do so well. And 9 out of 10, it's not going to happen because they already know who they got, right? Okay. So you A, shock them, or give them dudes doubts. Get this job when the guy they hire leaves. Maybe this is your job in two, three years. And because how well you did today on this interview holds water, and it makes these people remember you and say, you know what, man? Johnny was a hell of a fucking interview, man. You know, he would have got the job if, if, you know, if we already didn't have this political hire ready to go. That's what it is. It's usually a political hire because somebody knows somebody or what have you, right? It's all, it's all who you know. It ain't what you know. Please remember. So why not present this thing as a professional as you can, your best foot forward, make people remember. Um, or they recommend you to other places and buddies that they know. They recommend you for the job across the street, down the street. City over, county over, whatever, right? Every day is an interview. Remember it, please. It'll help you guys. Present yourself like somebody's watching you every day. I don't give a shit if you're at the Walmart parking lot bagging your groceries and you're 
calling someone out their name or calling a female the B word or fucking sagging your pants. You, somebody's watching you. Trust me, I've seen, I've gotten resumes that are so badly misspelled that I said, fuck this. I'm not interviewing this dude. Is that bad? I don't know. But if you can't spell check, you ain't putting your best foot forward and this, this job don't mean very much to you. So that's the point I'm making. So understand, I've, I've not interviewed a guy because he was in a parking lot and called a female a bitch. And I saw it, and I'm thinking, this dude coaches. I know this guy. And sure enough, a year later, he tries to come get a job with me, and I'm like, no. I know what you are. So every day is an interview. And so understand it. All right, so those are just some tidbits, man. And like I said, as I go, this is, man, there's no time limit on this on this. Uh, Football one-on-one clinic thing that I'm doing on YouTube. I don't know how many sessions I do. I'm going to go until people get bored, man. I got years and years and years of, of shit I can share. And there's so much, there's so many moving parts in this business that, you know, I can go long-winded and, and do two-hour shows. I can do 30-minute shows. So today I got about an hour plan. We're in, we're in it 21, 30, 25 minutes so far. And, and that's just my top four areas of things you need to know about interviewing um and take it for what it is man the things i just gave you are things to how to prepare and create your brand before you even interview the interview questions and all that shit are irrelevant man i just told you the job's already been given to the other person but you are going in there to represent yourself and your profession and how you are going to carry yourself moving forward and make people remember you. So how are you going to prepare? And this hap- this might happen 10 times before you get your first job. You're going to spend $1,000 on resumes, printing them out, color copy and making it thick binder, putting a pre- presentation together that has install calendars and off-season weight room calendars, your discipline philosophy, your study hall philosophy. I'll get into that in another show, what goes into a presentation. But for right now, you're going to have to understand you're going to spend a lot of money and do this 10, 12, 15 times and never get the job and be like, man, fuck this. I'm going to work at JCPenney. No, man. Is this what you want to do? By the way, while you're interviewing for head jobs, you're hopefully you're coaching, you're an assistant coach at other places, and you're still soaking it in and stealing everything from everyone because this is a thief's game. Make sure you're stealing from somebody every day and massaging it into your own shit, okay? Um, anyway, let's get into who you surround yourself with, all right? Because like I said, every day is an interview and somebody's always watching you. Just understand, people are probably... Um, also, watching who you coach with, who you associate with, who's your assistants, if you were at a head coach somewhere else, etc., etc. So, number one, surround yourself with those on the same mission as you. You hear me say it all the time. I say it on the show. I had a big fucking bunch of lions walking down in a pack together. Surround yourself with those on the same mission as you. Trust me, man. We'll get into hiring, who to hire, and a whole other part of this deal and, and another and, and down the line. But doesn't mean you still don't surround yourself with those on the same mission. Because you don't have to, you're, you got partners and homeboys and, 
and associates that you don't coach with, that you drink with, or, you know, whatever you do with. That's cool. But if that dude is out there disrespecting women and talking shit about kids or racist or whatever you could be, you probably shouldn't associate yourself with them if this is what you really want to do and if this is what you're going to coach because somebody's going to see you and know who you hang out with. And and it goes into the business. When you get into the profession, and if you don't get this job but you get another job and maybe you get an OC job or a DC job and you go on and coach with these guys and you watch these guys and you end up being able down the road, you're there a year or two and they're giving you some hiring power. Make sure you hire guys that want to be on that are down with the same mission statement as you, man. That's huge, just so you understand. So make sure you understand that. Um, do you this is the next part here. This is huge. All right. Do you have a coaching philosophy? And this goes into walking into this interview that you didn't know, and they ask you, what is your philosophy? Just so we're clear. Not only do probably half of the NFL coaches, but probably 75% of the four-year level guys, and I say 99% of high school coaches could not answer that question if you asked them, what is your overall coaching philosophy? Tell me now. And I bet you everyone listening is sitting there like this. You should have a clear, concise, precise, short, one-sentence JB's philosophy is boom, boom, boom. Don't get a coaching philosophy, your philosophy twisted with a motto. It's two different things. What is your coaching philosophy? You guys need to create one. I'm just telling you. Okay? You have to understand. that is help. This is going to help you. Not only help you hire, fire, help you with kids, program structure, detail-oriented workspace creation all this stuff is what is your coaching philosophy what is your philosophy can you answer that question and i bet you 99% of you can't and don't tell me sitting there and say win at all costs or that's not a philosophy um dominate the line of scrimmage that's not a philosophy that's a goal you need to have a philosophy, a coaching philosophy. Mine is real simple. Once it's real simple, it's it's a it's a sentence, and you know I can give you mine. I mean I'm fucking scared to do it, but you know what? It's a thief's game. Take my philosophy for instance, so you get an idea and you make your own. And I'm gonna explain the difference between a philosophy and a motto. So if somebody asked me, Pete Carroll asked me, this is how I learned, man. Pete Carroll asked me when I was a young coach, early 2000, 99, 2000, what's your coach philosophy, JB? And I'm like, uh, shit, coach, just trying to get guys where they couldn't get themselves and da 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 That ain't no philosophy. That's a fucking goal. That's a goddamn, you know, you're giving me your damn uh, coaching uh, goals. And he told me his, and I was like, oh, shit, okay. I need to go back and learn, right? This was 20 years ago, obviously, and I've came a long way. But still, though I adjust according to needs during the season, ideas of democracy, open communication, 
and hands-on teaching comprise my makeup and overall coaching philosophy. That's my philosophy. It's democracy, open communication, and hands-on teaching. That's it. That's my philosophy. Now, I have mottos. I have goals. I have quotes all over. I, I got all that shit. But that is my philosophy inside of here that I can drop on a dime and tell everybody my philosophy is democracy, open communication, and hands-on teaching. That comprises my makeup and my overall coaching philosophy. I also have mottos, okay? Even veteran coaches couldn't answer you if you asked them what their philosophy was. So get ahead of the game, young coaches, and get out there and create you a philosophy now. Um, quick, precise, to the point, something you can answer at any time. And like I said, don't get confused with a motto, okay? So listen, my my motto, I have a motto, obviously. I have my own motto, and then I have my staff motto when I'm a head coach, Okay. So my own model is win. What's important now, right? I've all, you, I have it on my shirts. I, I have it everywhere. Win, what's important now is a thing that I got years ago. Um, it's actually a Marty Schottenheimer and Dick Vermeil thing. But anyway, what's important now is my motto. And that starts in the classroom. We win because it's what's important now. Classroom, number one, priority for college and high school kids, right? Even NFL, you better win in the classroom. You better know your opponent. You better be able to take advantage of what the defense gives you. You better be able to know what the offense is doing at any time. So it comes down to a classroom, right? We got to win in the classroom. We got to win in study hall. We got to win in the weight room. We got to win in meetings. We have to win at practice. Most importantly, we have to win in the community. Guess what, man? Game day will take care of itself when you do those things. And you will win on game day more often than not. So win is my motto. My staff motto, it, you know, I have it all over my walls. It ain't about me. It's about us. That's my staff motto. These are all things that I'm just giving you that you have to understand. There's millions more shit I'm going to talk about for the next year or two, whatever long I do this. So subscribe, become a member. I'm telling you, you're not going to get this anywhere else. Um, okay, so you understand the difference between a coaching philosophy, your personal philosophy, then a difference between a motto and then a staff motto when you become a head coach or even a coordinator. You still want an offensive staff motto. You want to have a defensive staff motto. You want to have different things like that. All right. Do you have a mission statement? And do you understand the difference between a mission statement and core values? I don't care if you're a head coach or a coordinator yet. Even as a young assistant, you already need to be putting these things in your box. You need to start sharpening your toolbox, your, so your tools for the tool shed, because at the end of the day, you can never have enough tools in your toolbox. So what is your mission statement? All right. Do you have a mission statement? Um My mission statement, and I'll read it to you, okay? My mission statement as a coach is to build men of character, demonstrate class and humility, to craft an atmosphere um, of hard work, effort, and discipline that permeates 
throughout our program, our school, and our community. What is your mission statement? Now, let me understand. Let me make sure you're clear. That's my mission statement. To build men of character, demonstrate class and humility, to craft an atmosphere of hard work, effort, and discipline that permeates throughout our school, our community, and our program. What is yours? I want to make sure we're clear. There's also a thing called core values, and you have to have a core values. My core value is to accept the idea that we deserve to be champions. That's my core value going in. Accept the idea that we deserve to be champions. And then what? I create a tradition. Respect our traditions. Create an environment. Respect our environment. Make positive life choices. One in which... We can all be part of and contribute to. That's my core values. Because if you notice what I said in there, and these take me a long time to, to bring up, man, uh, to, to, to do. I've done these for a long time. These are the things that I learned as a youngster that I wanted to keep embedded in myself as a coach. And wanted, what I wanted to embed in young coaches. And now I have 30 coaches that coached, that played for me that are now coaching somebody else as kid. And Hopefully, and I know some of them do use these things, but I don't want everyone to use my shit. I want you to take my shit, steal it, ball it up, massage it into your own shit, and, you know, throw your own seasoning on that shit and come up with your own blend. But if you notice, I talked about creating an environment, respect the environment, right? That goes for the kids, man. You know, when you're a young coach and you could get that kid who's a five-star kid, from number one, not transferring on your ass. Number two, to pick up the fucking trash on campus. You, you get, you're getting somewhere. Because why? Respect our environment, man. We live here. We got to work here. We got to eat here. We got to do everything here. We're here 90% of our time. Why not make it comfortable, nice, clean, looking, presentable? Every day is an interview. If I'm the head coach and I see the young coach tell a young kid to pick up some trash, even if it ain't your own fucking trash, you got something. Little shit, man, like that you'll never think of. What is your vision? Do you have a vision? There's a vision, there's a process, and there's an outcome to the vision. Many people never see the outcome to your original vision. Many coaches never get there, man. I'm just going to be honest. Do you have a vision? Why? When? Where? How? Have you created a culture? Have you changed the culture? Have you created the culture? Is it your culture? Is it yours? Have you put your footprint on it? The environment, coaching staff, current or future staff, do they understand the culture? Do they understand the environment? Do they understand your vision? And are they going to be a part of the building process? Independence didn't have a weight room, a locker room, staff room, nothing when I got there. Right now, it's probably top five facilities in America. I built them with my own fucking two hands, blood, sweat, and tears. And that staff had to be bought in to do so. Even if some bitch and moan, guess what? Don't do it then. This is what it is. And that should be the most rewarding Thing in the world is doing something that someone else said you cannot do. 
That's why that's my number one favorite quote. I keep it on my room and my house everywhere I go. Doing something that someone else said you cannot do gets my dick hard. And it should to you too, coaches. So I apologize, ladies. Um, so that's just that. Now, if you're a head coach, have you accepted that this is your baby? You know, you went through the interview process and, you know, everyone's telling you it's a shit job. I took the Long Beach Cabrillo job. We're school in Long Beach. And I said, you know what? I want to see it because the facilities are there. It's inner city, brown and black kids and Polynesians. And I love it. And I want to do something that someone said I could not do. All my mentors and friends said, that's a dead end job. Don't do it. I said, man, I love doing it. My dick's hard. I'm going to fucking do it. Guess what? Year one, we go seven and three in the Power Five, the biggest, best conference in, in America. We go seven and three, play Long Beach Poly for the league championship, and we went on and did that for four consecutive years and made the playoffs every year and played St. John Bosco's and Corona Centennials and Long Beach Polys and Jay Sarah's and St. Uh, Bonaventure and you name it, Orange Lutheran. We played them. San Clemente's, you know. Mission Viejo. There's not a powerhouse in Cali that we didn't play. They weren't playing those schools. They were 6-57 and 57 before I got there in a six-year span. Why did I want the job? Because I took the job. Why should I have accepted the job and what it, all the shit that came with it? Because you took the job. It is now my baby. There's no excuses. It is what it is. You accepted it. Your name is now on it. You take the blame. You give up the credit and don't accept mediocrity. You do those things when you take a job and is and is is humble and 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 uh and 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 unrewarding that may sound. Listen, man, go home and drink your yak and smoke your stick on your own. When you win, when you get a kid graduated, nobody needs to see it. I happen to be seen doing it on Netflix, but that's not how I operated. I I had the same fucking face on a win as I did a loss. Because when I won, I expected to win. And when you turn in your motto, win, what's important now, to expect to win, what's important now, it is a it is what you're supposed to do. So... That's short-lived. Celebrate with your staff. Buy them around. Do whatever you do that night. Next morning, man, that shit's over. It's time to move on to the next opponent because this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business, and it's a results-oriented one. There's no gray area. Last time I checked, they fucking take the score. Last time I checked, does your kids graduate at a high level? Do they excel, do they excel at the next level? Do they not get arrested? Do they graduate? Do they get scholarships? Do you get your kids scholarships? There's no gray area. Oh, man, the kids just didn't come to school. That's a you problem. You're the head coach. It's on you. You accepted it. So guess what? You're the head coach and say and give that excuse, man, is a fucking joke to me. It's your job. Then change it, fix it, or get out of the profession. What is your process? Do you know it? Have you learned it? Can you teach it? Assistant coaches, can you teach the head coach's process? Do you even know it to teach it? Can you learn it fast? These are things I want you guys to think about 
Make your own notes. I want you to create your own binder. Start taking these sessions and start building your own. And, hey, man, I'm excited to do this for everyone. I hope this thing blows up because I'm doing it for you, not me. It's about us, not me. And I want to make sure you guys understand that. I'd love to get back to the coaches and the communities. And, uh, hey, man, like I said, this week's all for everybody. Next week goes to the high-tier members. Become a member, coaches. It'll be worth it, I promise. Uh, as you can tell, we're just diving into this thing, and I got a lot, lot more. Got a full-on marker board in my office on the wall, just like I did at the college level. I got film. I got DV Sport. Every single NFL college film you can imagine. Wide and tight. This is a real deal deal I'm trying to do, and especially Californians. If there ain't no football right now, why not? What else you got to do? 20 bucks a month, man. Better than a Glazer Clinic. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys. For the real coach JB, football one-on-one, tune in, and uh, hey man, be good, peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you.